Uh, Drew, I, I'm ready if you're ready, if Kimberly's ready, if we're all ready. Yep. Take that for a yes. Also, the music started. Hello, I'm Kimberly Adams. Welcome back to Make Me Smart, where we make today make sense. It is Thursday, May the 25th, towel day for you. Uh, uh, what's the, oh gosh, I can't believe I got it. Uh, Hitchhiker's what? Guide to the Galaxy fans. Yes. Really? Hitchhiker's Guide is to the Galaxy. Ga- yes. May 25th is towel day? Yeah, yeah. I saw it, I saw it on the Discord. Yeah. Wow, I'm, for I'm the, showing my unawareness. You're supposed to wear a towel so you can be ready to... You know, navigate the galaxy. Anyway, never the galaxy without a towel. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to move on. Uh, okay. okay, Thursday. Uh, y'all know the drill. A little news, uh, a little smile, and then uh, and then we will be on our merry way. What do you got, Kimberly Adams? Uh, well, <laughs> it's a little bit of a hard pivot. Uh, obviously, everybody by now has heard the news about the passing of Tina Turner, rock and roll yeah. queen. And, you know, there's so many tributes to her, all of them great. And, you know, I could pile on to that. But I wanted to pick out this piece in Rolling Stone uh, that talks about how the fact that she was so open about the domestic violence that she experienced and the abuse that she experienced at the hands of Ike Turner empowered so many other women to take action, to speak up, and to get themselves out of situations. Because if it could happen to her, it took away some of the shame for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a quote in here where one of the women said, you know, if this can happen to the beautiful, strong, wonderful black woman who has all these things going on for her, it can happen to any of us. And the person later went on to leave an abusive marriage. And, you know, Tina Turner's music is obviously amazing and is an astonishing legacy, along with her just (laughs) performances that I've been watching YouTube videos of her dancing. It's just like, wow, look at her go. Um, but this is another one of her legacies, and I think that that's pretty amazing how many yeah. people she helped out of uh, abusive relationships just by doing what she did. Yep, totally agree. Totally agree. Extraordinary story, extraordinary uh, guts that she had. Yeah, yeah. I was watching a story in from a local Dallas Dallas TV station where the hotel that she fled to the night that she left Ike Turner because she basically hmm. – walked across a highway to escape Mm. him and hid out in this hotel for like three nights. And they, the hotel is still there and the room that she stayed in, they've, they, it's like a Tina Turner themed room now and it's called escape. That's great. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And it's, it's a very, like, I think it's a pretty respectful treatment, but you know, it's a acknowledgement of that's where she went. Uh, So that was number one. Number two is, The latest example of businesses just really struggling to navigate the social and cultural moment that we are in right now. So Target had all of these new products uh, out for Pride Month, and they've done this before, but one particular designer prompted this backlash amongst conservatives, and they pulled this whole line of products from transgender designer Eric Carnell. And, you know, because of this conservative backlash. Now, on the other hand, ever since Target has pulled these designs, 
supporters of this person have gone to their Etsy site and just ordered so many things that there's a backlog. Mm -hmm. But, you know, businesses are are really in a a tough spot these days because – Especially after Black Lives Matter and Me Too, the you know the country kind of asked pe- businesses to to stand up and take a side. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. when they do that, because we are so polari- polarized as a nation, you're gonna really really upset a chunk of the country and probably a very vocal chunk of the country. And you know, Budweiser discovered this, and. Yeah. Uh, Target and Disney has discovered this, and now Target is discovering this, and it's going to be really interesting to see how businesses continue to try to navigate this this space because they're it uh, yeah I don't know it's 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 rough. Well, it's rough. yeah, and and I think I think the key is not just that that uh, people who don't um, want to recognize in this specific instance uh, trans people or trans rights. It's not just that they're vocal, right? It's that in the last, mm-hmm. I don't know, 18 months, two years, two and a half years, yeah. they become really empowered by what they see mm-hmm. happening at the very highest levels of of the, um, not the government. party because it's not all Republicans, but but it's, it's the very highest levels of, yeah, in some cases, state governments, right, who are going against trans mm-hmm. rights, but also it's, right. you know, it has its genesis in really high profile political actors who are not necessarily political actors anymore, although some of them mm-hmm. are candidates for president of the United States. I mean, you know what I'm several trying to say, right? And it's, right, <laughs> yes. several of them are. Uh, and, they, and the people who oppose trans rights and many other things feel empowered. And, and that, that, is the, that is the corporate challenge, you know? Well, and also the backlash isn't just limited to sort of shareholders and it hitting a stock price. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. are taking this anger to, you know, workers at a store Tar- or people right. who have, exactly. yeah, people who have nothing to do with these decisions. And, you know, it's, it's really, I don't agree with what Target has done here, but on the other hand, if you look at it from a business position, mm-hmm. what are you going to do if your responsibility is to protect your employees? Right. right. Um, right. Totally. It's, it's a bad situation. It's, so. it's totally messy. Uh, okay. So uh, uh, mine uh, will be the debt limit. It'll be a quickie because we all know about the debt limit. I just did, do want to point out two things. Number one, an article in the Wall Street Journal today talking about what you were talking about a number of days and or weeks ago, Kimberly, and that is the mm-hmm. Treasury Department getting ready to prioritize payments in the event that um, House Republicans um, keep demanding um, uh, policy changes in return for lifting the debt limit. So this Treasury Department is, in fact making plans, uh, has plans and is dusting them off, I think is what the piece says, to prioritize payments, right? Who gets paid first? Is it veterans? Is it Social Security recipients? Is it uh, bondholders and the interest and the service on the debt? So that is happening. Uh, Number two, just want to make sure that everybody saw this yesterday, and we talked about this a little bit on on the radio show today. Fitch now, one of the big three ratings agencies, uh, has said, yeah, political dysfunction in the United States is a credit risk. And so we are uh, putting you guys (laughs) on notice. So entirely expected, to be honest with you. And I'm sure, you know, other ratings agencies are thinking the same thing. So that's item number two. Item number three, and really the reason I wanted to mention this, is because of a tweet this afternoon by Kaylee Lines, who works for Bloomberg Television. And I hope I'm pronouncing that name right. It might be Lens. But anyway, here's what she points out. And Bloomberg obviously has the terminal, which has aggregates all kinds of data. And they have one 
that will tell you how much cash on hand the United States government has. The U.S. Treasury cash balance on Wednesday, that is to say yesterday, was $49.5 billion, $49.5 billion for the entire United States government. That's what we've got in the bank account. And when you think about the trillions and trillions of, of dollars that go in and out of the U.S. bank account on an annual basis, that's just scarily, scarily close to zero. And as Kaylee points out in her tweet, in case anyone was wondering, there are 24 individuals on the Bloomberg billionaires list who have more money than the Treasury does right now. Come on, wow. man. <laughs> this is the stupidest way to run an economy in the history of economies. That's all I'm saying. Oh, wow. Wow, right? wow, wow. I mean, come on. <laughs> Sometimes come you just on. have to laugh so you don't cry. All right, yeah. since we're laughing in despair anyway, let's, let's switch over to the smiles. Oh, All right, I'll, I'll go I first. I am just so mine's confused super... how that's going to well, be a smile. Well, here's, here's the thing. So let's remember the premise of this. The premise of this is something that makes me smile. Not you, okay. not all y'all okay. out there, not Courtney and Marissa and Bridget and not anybody who's listening. It makes me smile. There's a piece in the oh, Wall God. Street Journal today, the headline of which is, Half empty a year ago, cruises are now packed like sardines. And I just had to put that in there because every time I think of cruises, <laughs> I think of my co-host on this podcast, Kimberly Adams, Jesus and her Christ. family's predilection for cruises. And it just made me smile. That's all I've got. That's all I've got. You know what's I, wild I is that my sister is like actively planning two more cruises. I'm sure she is. Everything. It's like it's, it's practically genetic in your family, except you. I think I, you I, lost I, it, but you have to yes. go along all the time anyway. No, no, I've I've told them I'm I, I've told them no have more you? cruises oh, for good me. For you. Yeah, I, I'm. For you. I mean, I rarely use the word never, but let me just say it's going to take a lot <laughs> to get me back on a cruise ship. Oh, <laughs> like, Oh, my goodness. Just like there's, there are so many other places I want to go and things I want to do and being trapped on a boat with thousands of other people is just not, not, not it for me. I was reading some op-ed where the, (laughs) yes, I was reading some op-ed and I'm, I don't know if it was in the journal or or the post or something, but it was uh, someone who was a boomer complaining about all the millennials on cruises with them. And the guy was like, I am ashamed of myself for being an old person on a cruise. What are you all doing here? <laughs> right, right. It's right. like, have you given up already? It's like, exactly. Yes. Yeah, yes, we exactly. have. Okay. okay. Anyway, there you go. Uh, well, I guess this is tangentially related to travel and, and cruising and, and ships, but I mean, really tangentially related. There is new research out about technology that uh, has the potential, maybe one day down the road, to help us in long-haul space flight. So researchers hmm. have discovered have run these tests where they put little hats, little little ultrasound caps on the heads of mice, and they were able through ultrasound pulses to put the mice into sort of a topor-like state, uh, Hmm. like a mini hibernation. And so, and I'm going to read here from The Guardian, 
The advance is seen as significant because the technique was effective in animals that do not naturally hibernate. This raises the prospect that humans may also retain a vestigial hibernation circuit in the brain that could be artificially reactivated. And so if this proves feasible down the road, you know, you can imagine a situation very similar to in science fiction where, you know, you put a cap on somebody or put somebody in a chamber that triggers you into a hibernation-like state or even just a reduced energy consumption state that allows you to, you know, last longer on a flight with fewer resources wow. or travel. Wow. Yeah. So, yay, science. S super cool, but there is a teensy little bit of what could possibly go wrong floating around in my head. That's all I'm saying. I mean, that's everything, though. <laughs> Especially now. We, yes. There was the article I dropped in uh, uh, either the tech uh, Slack channel or the now reading Slack channel about how they're working on another Terminator movie, but they're holding off on writing it to see how AI actually Oh, yeah. Us. Right? Yeah, totally. You, yeah, totally. I do, I, absolutely. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> Like, let's see what, how bad it actually gets. What right. could go wrong? Oh, All right. my goodness. All right. We're done. We're out of here. Uh, tomorrow, it's Friday, Economics on Tap. We're going to be on the YouTube live stream, 6.30 Eastern, 3.30 out here uh, on the West Coast. Join us for more news, a game, uh, and some drinks, too. And speaking of drinks, if you want to get a sneak peek at what we'll be having for happy hour or you just want some recommendations for cocktail recipes, beer recommendations, wine recommendations, you can check out our Make Me Smart newsletter where Kai and I are sharing some of our fave drinks and if we pull ourselves together enough what we're planning on drinking the next day. You can sign up at marketplace.org slash newsletters. That's my bad. I didn't get it to Ellen. I still don't know what I'm going to I'm going to have a beer of some kind. My mother-in-law is coming for me. So I'm going to have a beer. Ah. Or two. Anyway, Make Me Smart is produced by Courtney Bergseeker. Today's episode was engineered by Drew Jostad. Our intern is Antonio Barreras. Ellen Rolfus writes that newsletter when we give her the things for it. Marissa Cabrera <laughs> is our senior producer. Bridget Bodner is the director of podcasts. And Francesca Levy is the executive director of digital. And don't forget your towel. Yeah, I, didn't, I knew nothing about that towel day. Neither did I until like a couple of hours ago. There you go. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine. I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost. To splurging on fast fashion. I'm spending like all my tips. I was definitely spending like $200 a week. I'm Rima Hreis, host of Marketplace's This Is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts.